YouTube, be your biggest fan. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know who you're going to be. Welcome to the Cosmic Laundry Podcast. I'm your host, Giselle Plamondon. I'm a clinical counselor and psychological astrologer, and I started this podcast to have real, grounded conversations and to bridge the gap between the spiritual and the mundane. On this podcast, we take mystical topics and we talk about them in a deep and impactful way. Every conversation is astrology infused and it's my intention that each episode brings you into a deeper experience of your own humanness and your own divinity. You are divine, you are here for a reason, and no matter what you do or who you are, I believe that you have powerful magic to give to the world. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for listening. Let's dive in. Hey guys. Okay, I had zero intentions of recording this today, um, but I can't not. I don't know. So I'm currently researching and looking into uh, generational differences um, between, you know, astrological generational differences. And um, this is for a few projects that I have coming up, but also just because of my own curiosity. And so I wanted to share with you guys some of the things that I'm finding. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about why Gen Zs, for example, are so different from boomers, um, why there is um, tension between Gen Zs and boomers, but I'm also obviously going to talk about um, millennials and Gen Xers and even a little bit about the silent generation, which was um, the baby boomers' parents, so most of our grandparents. And so a few of the things that I want to let you guys know is that the generations don't perfectly line up with the transits of Pluto. And so a lot of times in astrology, when we're talking about generations, we'll talk about Pluto generations. So for example, most baby boomers will have Pluto and Leo, but some have Pluto and Virgo. And then most Gen Xers will have um, Pluto in Virgo, but some have Pluto in Libra. And then with millennials, um, it it's about a 50-50 split, I think. Half have Pluto in Scorpio and half have Pluto in Libra. And then um, all of the Gen Zs that are adults right now have Pluto in Sagittarius. Some of them, the ones that are children, uh, we'll have Pluto and Capricorn. So it's not super cut and dry. And this is also why, you know, for example, like I resonate with Gen Z stuff almost as much as I resonate with millennial stuff. And that's because from an astrology perspective, um, I'm closer. I share more astrological uh, similarities with Gen Zs than I do with millennials that were born um, at the very beginning of the millennial generation, right? Like the 1980, uh, 1980s millennials. So I'm going to be talking about these in terms of the Pluto generations. I was going to break it down into subtypes and go like boomer type one and boomer type two, and then bring in all the 
the other generational planets because Uranus and Neptune are really important in understanding generations as well. Um, but honestly, that podcast would be four hours long and uh, I'm going to try to make this short and sweet for you guys. Okay, so one of the first things that I find really interesting is that the boomer generation, which is the Pluto and Leo generation, they really, like, we do have to give them credit for some of the things that they did. In fact, we have to give all of the generations that came before us credit because they paved the way. Um, They paved the way for us to do something different and for us to create a new world. And so one of the things that is, you know, really fascinating to me is that the silent generation, which would be our grandparents' generation, they had Pluto in Cancer. And so Pluto has a lot to do with evolution. um, And it has a lot to do with what a generation will put an intense hyper laser focus on. And usually that's because they're here to transform that thing. And and how that will happen is there will be you know, roughly half of that population that goes into that thing and is like, I'm going to do this different and I'm going to change the way that we do it. And then there'll be the other half that just kind of gets obsessed with it and, and usually in its current form. And so the Pluto and Cancer generation gave up everything for their families. Family was everything. Um, being traditional, being in the home, being Um, connected to the land, like those were things that were really important. So when we look at, you know, elderly people now and their, you know, how much time they spend gardening and canning and um, spending time with their grandkids and things like that, I don't know that Gen Zs and millennials, for example, will be like that as grandparents, maybe in some capacity, but not exactly that way because the silent generation, the Pluto and Cancer generation, really was here to do family, to do tradition. Um, And they did change and shift some things. There was a lot of stuff that they lived through. It was not an easy time. Um, But their kids, it was really, it's always so interesting to me when boomers talk about, um, (laughs) when boomers talk about millennials as, um, lazy and spoiled and all of these things because that's actually what the boomer generation was known for. Um, many of them have Pluto in Leo. And so um, the Pluto in Leo generation, they it, it's literally the complete opposite from what their parents did. Their parents were really focused on family and community and home and Pluto and Leo was like no my life is about me and it's for me and so this is where we get um, a lot of the energy of that generation being self-absorbed and self-focused because that's what Pluto and Leo does right it creates a hyper laser focus on the self and on the ego so these people did some really amazing things for us they started to change the way that we relate to um, family and tradition. Um, They really started to carve out space for people to be individuals and to be authentic. Um, And they really, they were fiery. They were passionate. They were idealistic. Like this is the 
the hippie flower child generation, right? So, um, you know, there's a few things that I think happened. I think that if we were to go back in time to the 1960s or the 1970s, we'd probably be really confused um, about how the baby boomer generation was interacting with the world then because they were very passionate and very idealistic and they thought that they could change the world, but mostly they thought that they could change themselves. And so I think what happened is that there were a few things. Um, Neptune was in Libra for most of that time. So that creates a an inability to see love and romance clearly, um, while also this, it creates a deep desire for love, for commitment, for partnership, for marriage. So I think that a lot of them um, abandoned or self-abandoned that creative potential within them um, in order to move into marriage and partnership. And for many of them, those partnerships didn't last. They broke down um, because Neptune creates this quality where you can't quite see things. Um, you can't see them for what they truly are. And uh, it can create, obviously, some confusion. So a lot of these people ended up getting divorced and um, just feeling like they had married someone that they didn't know at all. But another thing with Leo is that Leo gets very self-absorbed in its low road and it it's a sellout. Like Leo energy sells itself out um, if there's enough adoration or praise or excess or wealth involved. And so when we look at these corporations that are really being led by CEOs of this generation and we look at how that they you know often will prioritize profit over people uh, I don't think that this generation in their 20s would have ever imagined that they would be doing things like that but Leo energy is is really about the self in its lowest expression. It's about the self first. In its highest expression, it is a leader. It's a heart-centered leader. And that's why we also have some people in that generation who have been pivotal um, in the women's rights movement, in the Black Lives Matter movement, in the queer movement. Like, there obviously are some people in that generation that are still very connected to their heart, um, and they're leading us into a new generation or into a new way of being. But I think for many... Uh, people in that generation that was too complicated that was too hard um, and many of them succumbed to societal pressures so as much as they tried to buck the system they couldn't and I also think that that's why so many people in this generation um, low-key hate and despise millennials and gen z's because we were finally able to to do what they weren't able to do, which was to create a new world for ourselves, to create new expectations, um, and to do things differently, right? Um, okay, so then next we have the Pluto and Virgo generation. And again, there are quite a few boomers with this generation. Both of my parents fall into this, um, but both, both of my parents are boomers. Um, but this more so speaks to the, the Gen X um, the Gen X population. So there's a few things that came out with this. The first thing with the Pluto and Virgo generation is this was really meant to be a time of bringing deeper awareness of the goddess. Um, this generation put a spotlight on work and health 
And very different from the Pluto and Leo generation, they didn't necessarily want to be the center of attention. They wanted to work more so in the background. Um, I think Bill Gates falls into this generation. I'd have to double check that. Um, many of them were at the forefront of technology um, and the internet revolution. Um, and most of them um, really wanted to be of service. So these are people that wanted to find their purpose and wanted to find a way to help others, typically. Um, it also could just be some of them are like just workaholics and they work all the time and they think that their value has to do with how productive they are. So again, um, millennials and Gen Zs rub them the wrong way because we don't view the world that way. We don't think that our worthiness is um, contingent upon our productivity, but this generation does. Um, they can be very cynical. Um and they are critical, but they hate criticism. They're, they're terrified of it. They are terrified of being called out. And I think, again, that's why, you know, right now with the current Black Lives Matter movement and then all of the other movements that are starting to gain momentum because of this change, because of the revolution, I think a lot of the boomers that have Pluto and Virgo are struggling because they don't know how to handle or manage criticism. And this is often because they are very critical on themselves already. So their capacity for self-awareness can be stunted um, by their inability to receive feedback. Um, some of them had Uranus and Pluto conjunct, which um, might have created this um, just this feeling of like being abandoned, um, and not feeling safe in the world. Some of them would have had Neptune in Scorpio. So that can create this, um, feeling abandoned by God. And that more so comes in with the Gen Xers, not as much the boomers. Um, and these are chronic warriors. So these are our Karens. This, like the, Pluto and Leo baby boomers, they might um, be the types to ask to speak to the manager, but they're more so the, the types that are just going to like throw a fit and be like, fuck it, I'm never, you know, eating at this establishment again, right? Whereas Pluto and Virgo, they are a little bit more intelligent um, and they know how structures work. They know how society works and, and they know how to get their way um, using the um, structures that we currently reside within. So the Pluto and Virgo boomers very much so are our Karens, um, which is hilarious to me because my mom, she is part of this generation and her name is Karen. Um, but yeah, they worry a lot and they need to take care of their physical health. They manifest disease very quickly if they're not taking care of themselves. Um, okay, and so then the Gen X, this is where we start to move into the next generation. And I find um, Gen X to be really fascinating because nobody talks about them. And I think it has more to do with the second half of Gen X, you know, energy, which is um, many of them had Pluto in uh, Libra. Um, and so... Uh, 
Okay, wait, I just need to back up a minute here. I want to make sure I don't miss anything about their generation with the um, Pluto and Virgo stuff. So a lot of times, like, these were, uh, people forget this, but they were called the slacker generation. They were originally, like, every generation just loves to talk about how the younger generations are lazy, right? So Gen Xs were originally known as the slacker generation. Um, and this was probably because they um, had Neptune and Scorpio they had, um, like I said, many of them Pluto in Virgo, um, and then Neptune in Sagittarius between 1970 and 1974. So they, um, were very creative. Um, they were a little bit less cynical than the previous generation. Um, and then with the Libra connections, they just really wanted everyone to be, and still do, they want harmony and they want everything to be balanced and fair. So these people often, I think, feel left out in the social justice conversations, which is probably frustrating for them because many of them um, started to put these conversations into place. This is the generation that really looked around and said, you know, there's an imbalance here. Um, what isn't, like, what's wrong? Why is, you know, why do these imbalances exist? And so, um, a lot of them are mellow, um, I think, again, because of that Pluto and Libra thing. Um, they're usually very good at playing into um, just societal norms and, and doing what is expected of them. Um, but they also, I mean, I haven't studied them enough. I feel bad about that. I'm sorry, Gen Xers, I'm going to do more research on you. But I'd imagine with Pluto and Libra, they also um, have put a lot of their energy into relationships. So if we think about even like the queer community, um, Gen X was really and is still um, very, very important for the health and success of the queer community. And I think that that's because of this Pluto and Libra thing. This is the connection to understanding that we can do marriage differently we can do relationship differently we don't have to do things the old traditional way but with that being said there's still this hyper focus on partnership and on union um and you know I've even heard quite a few stories of, of people with Pluto and Libra who married for power or who got themselves into very controlling situations. I also find it really interesting that when you go online and you start looking at um, the empath narcissist kind of dilemma, a lot of people that are leading those conversations are Gen Xers. Um, and I think that's because Pluto really speaks to our soul's evolution and the way that we evolve um, humanity through evolving ourselves. So Pluto is where the dark night of the soul is really held. And so this generation learned a lot about themselves, about their soul, um, and about their contribution to humanity through relationships. So a lot of them really struggled um, with relationships, with partnerships, and maybe even with marriage, but it was, you know, still important to them um, to engage in those things. 
Okay. And then after that, we have the millennials. Um, and I'm going to be spending a little bit more time talking about millennials and Gen Zs. Um, because it's so interesting to me what is going on. So millennials have Pluto and Scorpio. Our generation is very <laughs> pessimistic. Um, we understand that there are things lurking beneath the surface that, um, that we cannot see. And so this is the first generation that really wanted to understand trauma. Um, as a generation, as a collective, obviously there have been people trying to understand trauma for many, many years, but as a generation, we are kind of obsessed with it. We want to unpack our trauma. We want to do our shadow work. Um, we want to know ourselves and others quite intimately. We are probably the first generation to make therapy a normal thing that everybody kind of does, um, and there are even some astrologers that argue that the Pluto and Scorpio generation even has more trauma. Like we um, just generally have experienced more trauma. And whether that's because we actually have or, or if it's just because of, you know, we have the language for it, it doesn't really matter. But this is really the rebirthing um, of our connection to the underworld. And that sounds really scary, but really all it is is, is as a generation, we are here to go really deep um, and we can be really intense because of that. And so one of the things that um, is really interesting to me is that Gen Z's are hilarious. I love Gen Z's. I think that they're going to change the world. Um, but sometimes they love to take full uh, responsibility for all of the changes that are happening right now. And they don't understand that without the millennial connection and desire to change the way that we relate to things like death and sex and money without the millennial intensity of wanting to understand what's lurking beneath the surface um, and, you know, to upset current power dynamics because that's what Pluto is about and that's what Scorpio is about. So we're the first generation in a really long time to have Pluto back in its home sign. Um, and so without all of that digging and intensity that the millennials have done, um, the new generation Gen Z wouldn't be as successful in what they're doing. And so our generation is very um, ambitious and very passionate. Um, many of us, even as we age, lots of us are in our 30s and um, are older now. Um, but as we age, we because we also have Uranus and Neptune in Capricorn. So we are changing uh, the way we do business, the way we do government, the way we do structure. Um, and so politics is a huge thing for the millennial generation. Understanding the way, and I would say spiritual politics because of that Pluto-Scorpio connection. Um so this is really the generation that's getting into spirituality while also understanding uh, the current political structures, the current oppressive systems. Um, the millennial generation is um, very committed and very benevolent 
in um, what they try to achieve. So our generation is really here. I think about us as um, we like, hmm, what's the best way to explain this? We are here to look deep into the future and to understand what can be different. Um, many of us are going to be the people who rebuild. Um, after everything gets burned down to the ground, we are going to be the people who step in and say, this is the new structure and this is what's going to work for everybody involved. Um, and so I think that millennials are going to play a really powerful role in the revolution, um, but it's going to be more so in the, the rebuilding, okay? And then we get into Gen Zs, and so this is what I wanted to talk about mostly today, um, is the Gen Z generation, because I think that they're very misunderstood. Um, I am very, very hella incredibly excited. I know that that's a lot of adjectives, but I am very excited for what they are going to be bringing into the world because most of them have uh, Pluto and Sagittarius. So Pluto moved into Sagittarius in 1995 um, and then it moved back and forth. So some people between 95 and uh, 97. Some will have Pluto and Sagittarius and some will have uh, Pluto and Scorpio. And so within that generation, which is like the cusp generation, right? They're, they're really cuspers. Um, some are probably going to identify more with millennials and some will identify more with Gen Zs, okay? And so the Pluto and Sagittarius generation, this is really, like, one of the things that I love about Gen Zs is they're the first fire Pluto generation since the, the Leo generation, right? So um, Pluto and Leo were loud. This The baby boomers, they were proud. They were out. They were like, fuck everybody and fuck everything. Um, they were just as crazy as the Gen Zs are. Uh, they just didn't have technology, so it wasn't um, documented in the same way. And so the Virgo generation, pretty quiet. The Libra generation, pretty quiet. The Scorpio generation, um, powerful, but still quiet. Um, Gen Z's not quiet. Pluto and Sagittarius is not quiet. This is a very blunt uh, fiery, passionate, idealistic energy. So these people are really saying, um, we see you, we see what has been going on, and we also see that it's not working. And so we're not going to be just like our parents and our older siblings um, who just kind of try to, you know, do this status quo and change things from the inside out. Um, we're not going to follow along with what you say. In fact, we're not going to listen to you at all because we are our own authority. And that's what Sagittarius really does. Like Sagittarius brings us into um, deeper wisdom with ourselves. And so these people, like this generation, it'll be really interesting because I do think that most of them are going to be very cultured and very humanitarian um, focused. But some of them, like there's going to be a lot of false prophets in this group. As we watch them age, there are going to be um, quite a few Gen Zers that claim to be like the next 
you know, coming of Christ, you know, like there is a, um, very similar to the Pluto and Leo generation, there is a level of self-importance here. And, and this self-importance can be dangerous because it's self-importance of, um, the mind. It's really that idea of like, I think in a podcast episode with Mary, we talked about this, about this idea of like any, any thought that I have is a thought that comes from God. That's the downside of the Sagittarius energy. And so um, the thing that is really interesting to me is that Sagittarius is known for bringing destruction um, because Scorpio really sets it up for that. Scorpio like really sets the, starts the flame or starts the fire and then Sagittarius adds gas to it. Um, so this energy, like if we had looked back or looked forward, we could have predicted and, and many astrologers did, but we could have predicted that this generation would be anarchists, that they would rebel, that they would um, literally want to burn things to the ground because they don't care. They don't care about ego, which is why um, boomers frustrate Gen Z so much because boomers try to position themselves in the best possible light. Uh, Gen Z doesn't do that because Gen Z is their own authority and they don't like Pluto and Sagittarius, that generation, they don't really care what other people think of them in the same, um, kind of way. Um, so these people are, um, very wise. They have, um, a level of intuition and spiritual wisdom that many of us have to fight for. They, I mean, it, a lot of them are young, so we're going to see as they age, but I would, imagine that many of them are going to get interested in um, philosophy and talking about different belief systems. And um, once they burn everything down, they're going to move into being very optimistic, very um, benevolent, all of these different things. It's not like they're just going to be running around. Um, it's kind of like that meme of of how Gen Z's are very polite and kind um, and can't, like, ask for a nap napkin at a restaurant, but they can, like, spit in a cop's face. Like, that's kind of the thing. Like, um, Sagittarius has deep love for all people. Um, and one of the things that I think is really cool, too, is that this generation has a deep love and desire for travel. Um, the millennials do, too, because of some of the other stuff in their chart. But um, this is different with the... Gen Z's, they're going to be very experimental. They're going to and already do want to see the world, travel the world, know the world, and understand how other people do things. So they are likely to um, break down borders. And whether that's physical borders or just mental borders, this is the generation that is really going to bring people together, right? So whereas the millennials um, did the work to reconnect to themselves, the uh, Gen Z, uh, Pluto and Sagittarius, is really doing the work to connect to others. So many of them will be teachers, probably, um, not necessarily just like in education, but many of them will be very wise. As grandparents, they're going to be um, fascinating and so fun. Um, and this is really elder energy. So many of them will probably grow into um, being able to teach 
about um, deep and philosophical kind of things. Like I've said many times, this is a very wise sign. This is also why so many of these kids um, have been labeled as old souls, right? And I think that often, like in the news, that gets attributed to all the things that they've lived through, right? Like they've lived through um, 9-11 and school shootings and um, you know, the environment collapsing and all of these different things, but they also just generally, because of that Sagittarius connection, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice, um, because of that Sagittarius connection, <coughs> they um, just are, are already naturally very wise um, and have a, a deep connection to intuition. One of the things with this, though, is that intuition has to be developed. Otherwise, it becomes impulsivity. So they can make very rash decisions as a group. Um, and sometimes they can be really led by their desire to seek and to see and to know. Um, and sometimes they don't always like think things all the way through. But it's really interesting because this is a generation of people that wants to enjoy life. That's what they're here for. Um, they probably are collectively pissed off that they have to do so much work to uh, restore the planet because um, ideally they would love to just have fun, to travel, to party, to connect with other people. Um, but first they're going to have to <laughs> use all of that spiritual and philosophical wisdom that they have to uh, kind of just set things right. So that's the, the Pluto part of that generation. Um, they also have both Uranus um, in Aquarius and... Neptune in Aquarius. So <coughs> this is where, because Aquarius is the energy of the future. This is the energy of managing the collective and of understanding that we are all the same, that we are all one. Um, and this is the energy of using technology to create change. So I find it really fascinating that I think the first, the first thing uh, that Gen Z's are known for or like that they're going to be known for the thing that's going to be talked about them in the history books after the whole like Tide Pod incident. Um, the first thing that, that is going to be taught about them is the way that they organize themselves um, to make sure that that Trump's first rally was basically empty. Right. And so they used technology because they understand technology in a way that none of the other generations do because they've literally been raised on it. And so they used technology um, to start, you know, setting the scales even. Right. So they another thing that I love about them is that like millennials, we get so heated and we get so angry and we hold grudges and we're very intense about our beliefs and our desire to make the world better, right? Whereas Gen Z is playful in it and they're, um, like, like I said, because they are their own authority, um, they can do things like roast the freaking president of the United States on Twitter using fairy emojis and heart emojis, right? Like, they're very playful in the way that they 
operate, but it doesn't change the fact that they um, are relentless. They are relentless and passionate and um, they know what they want. And so I actually found this um, website. It's called The Philosopher's Wheel. And they, I'm so thankful that they did this because I don't, I, I don't even want to know how long this would have taken them to do. But they broke down the generations into subtypes. They get some of the things wrong. Like they put um, the 96 to 2003 age cohort as um, millennial part three. But those are, um, those are Gen Zers. But the thing that's really interesting is that they labeled this generation, which is the generation that is in college right now. It's the generation that everybody is talking about in terms of how badass Gen Zs are. Um, they called them the flamethrowers. That was the name that they gave them. And they said, this will be a very outgoing, irrepressible, exuberant generation. They will be quick to question authority and convention. They will be brilliant intellectuals, inventors, reformers, and propagandists. And I just thought that that was so fascinating um, because it's true. And then if we look at the, the generation right after them, which is, again, part of the same generation, but it's a subtype, um, the 2003 to 2010 Gen Zers, um, they called them the universal free spirits. So they said um, that they will be similar to the flamethrowers, but they'll be more easygoing, more sensitive, and more poetic. Um, they will follow the path laid down by the flamethrowers and then the generation before, which they called the committed ones, which is a part of the millennials. Um, but they will show greater brilliance in the imaginative arts. So think about those kids and how sensitive they are, how intuitive they are, how wise they are. Those are often the kids that we talk about in terms of, um, you know, them being very, very hypersensitive um, and imaginative and sweet. Um, these are like the rainbow children kind of thing. And so they will really teach uh, compassion for humanity. Um, and really, like in many ways, they would be the first leg of Gen Z. Like the 1996 to 2003 Gen Zers, they still share quite a bit of similarities with millennials. Um, and they, it's a little bit different. So the, that next generation, the 2003 to 2010 It'll be really interesting to see because it's almost like millennials, um, millennials and Gen Zs kind of have been working together um, to create like in a sibling relationship, right, um, to create change and to do things differently. And then this next generation, the next few generations after that, they are going to rebuild um, and they're going to really rebuild and teach us compassion. Um, this is what we need after this. After everything gets burned down, we need people who are very compassionate and wise um, to move into the forefront and to um, create a new um, a new level of human awareness, essentially, right? So the, the people that are kids right now, they're really going to be the ones that um, 
change everything, you know, like they're, they're really going to be the first of their kind, um, because they'll be starting a whole new era. Um, especially when we get into the generation A or generation alpha, as they've already been named. So I thought that was really interesting. I feel like I just spoke a million words a minute and definitely missed some stuff. Like I didn't go that deep into the Neptune and Aquarius stuff, but that's also very, very important for understanding why generations are the way that they are. Um, But if you, I mean, the biggest takeaway is that um, the reason that boomers and Gen Zers are in an epic battle right now that the rest of us are loving to watch is because Uh, Pluto and Sagittarius is a higher octave of Pluto and Leo. So um, Gen Z can see through the boomer bullshit in a way that we, the rest of us just can't. And I think that that's really cool. I think it's also really important that we understand that um, as much as we are frustrated with the current planet and the way that things are, There are, you know, the previous generations and pioneers in the previous generations have been setting this up. This ball has been rolling. Um, So when I see millennials and Gen Zs taking full credit for the revolution and for the way the world is changing and how we are doing things different, I think it's really important to understand that we didn't do that alone and that um, every generation learns from the successes and the uh, failures of the past. So if you guys have any more questions about this, let me know. I can always go deeper. This is a nice little overview. Um, But if you want to understand more about the astrology between the different generations, let me know and I can do a series on it. Otherwise, I hope you're all having a really great and fantastic weekend. And uh, we will talk very, very soon. Bye.